0: you are here with Cara and Catherine and this is for church girls only
1: real conversations for today's church girl navigating life with salvation in mind Hey, church girls. Hey, church girls. <laughs> so, we are back with another episode. Um, this one, I think it's appropriate that we're talking about this right now because um, this, so far, this year is like 2020, the sequel. Um, I think we all had such high hopes that 2021 would be different. Um, I feel like in, a, in many ways, it is worse. Um, we definitely have some things to be thankful for. You know, firstly, that we are still here, um, but there's so much uh, turmoil and strife and hate and violence and so much going on right now that it's just like, oh, this is like the next level of Jumanji. Um, I, I think I saw a bunch of like memes where people were saying, you know, okay, at midnight, everybody yell together, Jumanji, and it's like there weren't enough people who yelled Jumanji. We didn't have enough people eating their black eyed peas. Like, what is happening right now? <laughs> like, we didn't get it together. Um, so I think it's appropriate that our um, this episode we're going to call "Yay Though I Walk Through the Valley," because we want to um, come to you and talk about you know, walking through the valleys of life, um, what does that actually look like? And, you know, why is it hard to find joy and happiness in our valleys? Um, And, you know, to kind of discuss what does it really mean and and how does it serve us to have our faith tested? Um, Because I think for those of us who are, you know, fighting the good fight, we know that, you know, our faith is being tested right now.
0: I think that you eloquently stated all of the above. Like it, it's so important um, to recognize that, you know, when you're in the midst of a valley or you're in the midst of like hardship and trials, I always say this, there's going to be some side effects. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to feel you're gonna feel the weight of it. You're gonna feel what you're going through, um, and I think you know. And this is something that I was actually talking about um, with my my women of faith community. Just realizing that when you're going through things, you're gonna have responses to it, and being being able to recognize what your responses usually are, it kind of helps you to navigate it a little bit better. Um, but, you know, for most of us, I don't think we are openly saying like, God, give me all the tests. God, give me all the trials. Mm-hmm. God just put me on the front line and, and just help my faith to grow. Um, <laughs> but we know that a part of walking our faith walk is us going through tests and trials. Faith is not faith until it's been tried. Right. Right. Um, and so it's just like, you know, you know that it's necessary, but nobody wants it.
1: <laughs> right, it's, you know, my, my faith walk, you were saying, you know, nobody's asking for, you know, the tests and the trials. It's like, just like I am in an exercise class, like I'm in the back of the class, hoping that the teacher doesn't see me and call on me. Um, I'm just, I'm gonna stay back here. And maybe if I stay back here, I can survive. I don't have to worry about, you know, really doing anything and, and showing anyone else that I can do this, you know, and as it relates to this conversation, you know, if I, if I don't, you know, go through the trials, I don't have to, you know, put my faith on display. I don't have to show people my faith walk. I can just be like, yeah, I love God. God is great. Everything is great. And just stay in the back of the class. And that is not how it works, you know, and we talk about you know, with the, with the landscape of things, you know, even the earth geographically has hills and valleys and you don't have a single place that is all hills. Like at some point, the hill is going to drop off, the mountain drops off and you're going to be in a valley. That's inevitable if you keep walking forward, that you are going to have to go down into a valley eventually. Um, and we don't, nobody likes to be there. It's, you know, it's cold, it's it's dark, it's, um, you know, depending on how narrow the passage is, you know, it can be very constricting and claustrophobic. And, you know, you feel like there's not room for anyone else in that valley with you. There's not enough space. Um, and that's not necessarily true I don't think that that's true we feel like our valleys are too constrictive to allow anyone else in um and that's I think that's why we end up going through them alone because of our own mindsets of of when we are in the valley oh absolutely man since you just, I'm about to get
0: reach in and get an offering <laughs> out because you you preaching today, okay? You preaching today. Listen, uh, I think it's precisely that. Because we're dealing with so much discomfort in the moment, because the valley is so uncomfortable for us, what we do is we shrink. Um, and that can be shrinking in, you know, emotionally shrinking to where you don't want to be connected to other people. You don't want to tell other people about what you're going through. You don't want to reach out, um, you know, and I'm, I'm not even going to reiterate the point you just hit. like, it's literally that it, it's so much discomfort to where you don't know how to process it or what to really do. And I think that this is a really great um, topic, especially for faith walking right now, because of what we're still experiencing in 2021, what we're still seeing in 2021 and realizing that, um, you know, if God hasn't lifted, um, what we're going through and what we're experiencing yet, there's going to be something that we're supposed to gain from it. There's going to be a response that he's looking for that we have to tap into, Um, And I'm talking about transitioning from just experiencing this in the natural to actually experiencing this spiritually. What is this doing for my faith? How is this causing me to challenge myself in areas where I may have been weak Um, faith-wise? And understanding that, you know, God is not the type of God that just sits back and is like being cruel and, you know, like shining a magnifying glass over us like we're little ants, like that's not his MO, but anything that he allows to come into our life serves a purpose. right? And we have to start, you know, training our minds <laughs> um, to start looking for, you know, the spiritual lessons in how we can navigate through this successfully. Yeah.
1: I, um, I think the most common, um, the most common valley that that people find themselves in without realizing is when we um, we constantly and consistently pray for patience, and then are put in situations where we have to exercise patience. And I I I, I did it to myself. Like I remember constantly praying like, Lord, please, you know, give me a spirit of patience. And to this day, wherever I go, I always pick the long line. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like every single time it's the long line. Um, And you know, it's it's, it's so bad that like, I can go into a grocery store, there'll be one person in front of me, their debit card doesn't work. Somebody has to go get changed. They forgot something. And I'm like, come on, there's one person. But I mean, I prayed that for years. And to this day, I'm <laughs> in into situations where I have to wait. And I'm like, I didn't, this is not what I meant when I asked for patience. Like when I said, Lord, give me patience, you were supposed to just give me patience. I wasn't supposed to have to do anything.
0: <laughs> and then, and then like a good teacher and a good father, he, he makes you understand that patience is not patience unless you learn
1: how to use it. Right. I've, um you know, even in in more serious situations, like, we had come back from, I think, going to visit my brother, and we were traveling super late, and I was so tired, I was just ready to get home, and we stopped at this gas station, and um, we were like, okay, we're just going to get some gas, go to the bathroom, and go, because we were 20 minutes from my house, and When we were leaving the gas station, there were some church members that we hadn't seen in years. They're like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in so long. And I was so annoyed because I'm like, I'm tired. It's after midnight. I just want to go home. Like, I'm just, I don't want to talk to you. Pretend like you didn't see me. Like I'm trying to duck my head and run to the car. But they saw us and they you know, talked to us and they kept us there for about 10 minutes. Literally at the moment that they were talking to us, there was an accident a mile down the road, exactly where we were going. And if we if they had not stopped and talked to us, we would have been in that accident. Wow. And it was um, it was like a, a dump truck and a car had collided, and the truck was like up on a hill. There was debris everywhere. I couldn't even see the person, and it was so bad that there was a man. On foot running down the street to try to help. And it was one of those, and I I told the the church member later, I said, You have no idea that you seeing us at that gas station was God saving our lives. Because if you had not stopped us, we we could have potentially been dead because we would have been in the middle of that accident. And you know, with that happening, I always, I, I've started to, you know, reformulate my thinking and say, okay, I ask God for patience. If I'm being held up, it's for a reason. God needed me to slow down or stop because there's something he is protecting me from. And that's what it did for my faith walk. Even though I still get super frustrated when I have to wait, I immediately or almost immediately say, okay, God is slowing me down for a reason. Let me be patient and, and do what I need to do. And it's just like, it's unbelievable when you find yourself in a valley, when you're annoyed or when something is, you know, not the way that you want it to be or the way that you thought it would be, how it can always, if you choose to, how it can always be used to grow your faith and can be used for your protection and for your good, even if you don't see it in the immediate moment.
0: That's good, sis. That's really good. Um, I think, you know, a lot of what we're saying too is that sometimes you get a clearer perspective mm-hmm. on the valley after you've gotten out of the valley. But I think because we've been in this metaphorical valley of COVID-19 for you know, going on a year almost now, um, I think it's important to realize, too, that during these sessions and periods of long-term testing, long-term trials, that there has to be a paradigm shift in the midst of it. Mm-hmm there has to be a shifting um, in your perspective. There has to be a transforming of your mind in the middle of it. Um, And a few scriptures are coming to mind, um, but one of the scriptures that I I love to quote and talk about is James one. And I think it's a few passages, but like James one and two, going down to about verse four, but it talks about to count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, right? Um, It says, know this, that it's going to work patience. And that word patience, we think of it as just meaning like, oh, to be patient, but it's talking about building your endurance, right? So you you go through a test or a trial, and maybe, you know, when you're when you first become a, a newborn Christian and born-again Christian, you know, God doesn't give you the hard stuff right off the top because He wants you to learn how to build that muscle of endurance come, when it comes to your faith. Learning to hold on to God's word in the midst of a trying situation is helping you to build endurance. Um, and so you know as you continue to walk in your faith and and now I'm pretty sure everybody's like man we in the thick of this thing right (laughs) God must really be really be testing our faith but we understand if you you know follow through scripture it talks about you know in the last days you're going to come up against trials that are going to be even harder it's going to get even harder to persist, to continue to hold on, to continue to trust God despite what's going on. And so for us as Christians, like, yes, this doesn't feel good. Yes, this, you know, some people would say this sucks, Uh, but (laughs) you know at the same time I understand that God is perfecting my faith he's refining my faith in this process and helping me to build endurance and I think that even though we don't even though it doesn't feel good we understand that it's still good for us yeah you know it serves a purpose it helps us to realize how dependent we really are on God right because it's like if, if I was just depending on my own strength if it was just up to Carl, I think at this point I would just kind of be like okay I'm over this like whatever you know but realizing that I'm still holding on to God's word despite all the crazy stuff that's been going on is a testament not to who I am but to the spirit of God that's living on the inside of me like nobody but Jesus is keeping me sane right now nobody but Jesus <laughs> is helping me to stay steadfast despite what's been going on
1: right um. Yeah, all of that, because, ooh, baby, I promise you, April 1st, I've been like, look, I'm, I'm over this, I'm out, I'm done. <laughs> like, no, I'm not doing this. Um, But, you know, even, you know, you were talking about being reflective of your time in the valley, even though we're still in the valley, I can look back and, and I think we can all look back and see you know, find the bright spots of last year. And I think, you know, despite all of the, the craziness with the pandemic and political unrest and, and racial injustice and just all of the stuff that's going on, you know, looking at the relationships that have been cultivated and because we've had to, um, you know, basically shelter in place and be with our families, you know, the, the, the strong bonds that we're creating with our families because our families are so important. Um, and even the friendships, you know, it's, for me, it's, it's caused me to have to slow down. Like there's, I can't go out and do all of these different events. Like my calendar can't be full. So that has given me space to be able to check in on my friends and to talk to people that I normally wouldn't talk to because I'm so busy and to be like hey you know um how can i serve you what can i do for you how can i be there for you and you know i, I do count that joy um as hard as hard and as heavy as some of those conversations have been i still count it joy that i've been able to have those conversations because otherwise in the chaos of daily life i never would have had time and you know, being the hands and feet of Jesus on, on the earth, it takes a lot of time. Like you have to make it a priority to serve others. And because of, you know, just the commotion of everything that we would normally be doing, um, you, don't, you don't have that time just readily available to serve others. And because last year has made, has had to force us to slow down. It's, I'm seeing it tangibly in ways that we have had to be the hands and feet of Jesus, you know, taking a meal to people, checking in on folks, all of these things, and you know, that is that is one of the greatest joys out of you know last year that I can look and see. Even though we're still in the middle of <laughs> this particular um, valley, it's 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 a beautiful thing. There is beauty that has come out of you know last year. And that is still coming out. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. You know, and I, as you were speaking, sis, um, what really came to mind is, you know, seeing the spiritual benefits and the natural benefits, right? You know, um, like you were saying, being able to slow down, being able to really kind of connect with our family, especially those that we're quarantining with (laughs) indoors, Um, you know seeing the blessing in that taking a beat you know maybe taking some naps during the day come on somebody <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah naps are
0: glorious <laughs> you know that part um and and learning what it means to really rest because I think that we if we're honest for for the most part most of us we if we can get up and go we gonna get up and go if we can be busy and do things and you know and I think our busyness has afforded us um, the opportunity to um, to kind of try to drown out certain things right Mm -hmm. instead of really dealing with ourselves Mm -hmm. instead of really you know taking you know honest assessments of where we are you know mentally emotionally spiritually we can usually drown all of that out with busyness and, you know, diverting our attention to other things. But I think, um you know, having to slow down has really caused us to sit with ourselves. Oh yeah. You know, and, you know, I think I've said this more than once probably in other episodes, but just, man, you know, I'm a piece of work. Like God, thank you for still, you know, still working on me because <laughs> I'm a hot <high> mess, <laughs> you right. know? Right. Um, and to, to know that God is so mindful of us to the point where He's like, I'm not gonna just leave you down this, this road of you know ambiguity, of you know, you not trying to be and tap into all you can be. No, like I'm gonna be intentional about your process and I'm gonna be intentional about your progress, and I'm gonna make sure that the things that come up. They may not feel good, but I'm gonna make sure that I pull out of you the things that need to be pulled out. And I'm gonna start, you know, cultivating the things in you that need to be cultivated. And, you know, in our tests and in our trials, those are probably the places where we pray the best.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, real talk, I, let me be going through something. I'm gonna tap the throne, okay? Like,
1: right, right. <laughs> You look like little kids god 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 like we're gonna call on them, you know yes
0: <laughs> yes those prayers become very effectual and very fervent okay it's, it's it's not a it's not a it's not a pity pat pray. it's the lord right now i need you <laughs> and immediately type of prayer okay yes um <laughs> yes. But, you know, it teaches us how to really walk with God. And I think one of the things that I want to just bring this out, you know, very quickly about prayer is that prayer is not for God. It's for us. It teaches us to avail our will to his. It helps us to put down those barriers and those things that are causing us to deal with it in our flesh and say, you know what? No, I'm gonna start walking after the spirit. I'm gonna start calling out the word of God and speaking the Word of God over my life as we're praying we're praying the Word of God back to him not because he doesn't remember what he said but so we know what we're holding on for so Amen. that we know what we're believing God for despite what we may be going through and I think that's the thing is the enemy tries to play tricks on us when we're in this period of being in the valley to try to make us believe that God's word won't be enacted in our lives.
1: Amen. And so I want to, you know, make this make this clear and plain um, for our, our listeners, you were talking about, you know, the times that you walk with God and, you know, we had, you know, uh, talked about the whole, the footprints in the sand, like, you know, all the, all the Baptist moms and grandmas have like this plaque, you know, in their house, like it, the footprints in the sand. And if, you know, if you're not familiar with this, the, you know, the, the basic gist of it is that, you know, someone is talking to God and, and lamenting about, you know, going through their valleys and their trials and only being able to see one, one set of footprints. And, you know, again, lamenting about how they were so alone and they had to walk through that valley alone. And, you know, Jesus is like, no, my child, when you saw one set of prints it's when i carried you and going through our valleys you know we were talking about like how it can feel so isolating but we forget you know as carl was just saying you know god wants to remind us of who wants us to be reminded of who he is and to refute the lies of the enemy that we are alone and that we are isolated that we are going to be easy prey for the enemy to devour, and that's not true. When you feel like you are alone, that is when God is carrying you, if you let him carry you through your valley. Um, And so how, I guess, how do we do that? Like, how do we allow ourselves to be carried when we feel like we don't have the strength to go on, when we feel like we don't, had the skills necessary when we feel like we just cannot do this, like how do we allow ourselves to be carried through our values? Um, I think there's a
0: couple of examples in scripture. One of the things, one of the places that comes to mind for me is the story of Elijah, mm-hmm. when he literally just gets done with like, I call it a spiritual showdown, you know, um, where he faces off with the prophets of Baal and, you know, and Jezebel is still threatening his life. Um, Feeling like, you know, that you've been faithful to God and feeling like you don't know if you, if you see his faithfulness to you in the moment. And I just love that, that passage in that place of scripture. I think it's in first Kings chapter 18 or 19. Um, And literally just The way that he deals with it is he tells God how he's feeling. Sometimes we discount that, you know, confessing to God, like, you know, like I feel really weak right now. I don't feel like I have the strength. I don't feel like I know what to do next or whatever the case may be Mm and how you're feeling in the midst of that valley. Um, And understanding that this is the other piece too, Look, look for God to answer or to give you reassurance after you've confessed it to him. Um, And so if you continue to read in that passage of scripture, like Elijah goes off to be by himself in the wilderness, Um, you know, all this stuff starts happening. And it's like, God is not in the big earthquake. He's not in the fire. He's not in all these things. But this little small voice comes to Elijah and talks to him. And God sends an angel to give him nourishment. And I think that for me is always a place of comfort because it tells me that if I can trust God when I feel weak, like he's gonna strengthen me in those places so that I can continue to go forward. He might not take me out of the situation, but he'll give me strength in the midst of the situation to keep pushing.
1: And I, you know, just to bring it, you know, to present day, the point that you said, where it's a tiny voice, God has sent an angel to comfort him. You know, instead of being quick to say, well, that was biblical days, he doesn't send angels anymore. There are angels among us. And it can be a, you know, a strong sister in the faith. It can be your best friend, it can be your family member. Um, It can literally be a stranger sometimes, just, you know, coming up to you and saying, you know, well, we're not gonna hug these days, but you know, coming up and saying, you know, God loves you. Just a small reinforcement that may come completely out of the blue. Um, You know, God is still in the business of sending angels to you if you are only open to receiving them. Because, you know, even without, you know, me going to the story of Elijah, without, you know, I don't have to know that story to know that, you know, Kara is an angel who is is here reinforcing me when I need it. You know, I have other friends who are angels that God has sent to strengthen me because I can't do this alone. You know, I have my own personal valleys that, you know, I, I, I have people in my life that I can talk to. And I think that if, you know, you look around and look for you can see the angels in your life who God has sent to walk through a valley with you. Um, You know, I have friends who are, you know, battling cancer, friends who are battling COVID, friends who are, you know, dealing with grief in a physical loss of a loved one. You know, the nation itself is grieving and mourning over so many different things. But if we are, if we open our eyes and our hearts to receive that God has placed angels among us, He is using them to help carry us through our valleys. And it's, you know, I think it's important to recognize that and and honor that. Absolutely, sis. Oh, I love the way you put that. So I guess to sum this up, (laughs) um, you know, we all are going to go through our valleys. And if you are, you know, in a personal valley right now, Know that there are angels there that God has sent to carry you, that you don't have to go through this valley alone. And if you are not, if you have come out of the valley and you are now on top of a hill, you know, it's okay to honor that, but to remember who has brought you out of that valley and to always be thankful and remember to be gracious and express gratitude. For no longer being in the valley because as you continue to walk along your path eventually the hill is going to drop off and you're going to find yourself in a valley um you know this is this is the circle of life this is our path as christians to have our ups and downs but know that even when you are having a down god is always with you he is always there to carry you and to send a hedge of protection around you if you will if you allow him to do that
0: Amen. Lord, we come before you just thanking you um, for the faith that we have, the measure of faith that we have today. Um, It's gotten us this far. And by your grace, you know, you will increase our faith. You will continue to temper us, continue to grow us, continue to expand us, Lord God, in our faith. Lord God, we pray even now that you not allow us to be consumed by the test or the trial that we're going through but I pray that you would strengthen us in the midst of those tests and trials. I pray, Lord God, that you would help us to put our focus on you. We ask, Lord God, that you would continue to comfort those that are grieving, continue, Lord God, to guide those that feel lost. And we pray, Lord God, that your spirit would continue to speak in that still small voice to us to reassure us that your word and you are faithful in our lives, that everything that you've promised us will come to pass, that we will continue to make it on by your grace. We pray, Lord God, that you will continue to perfect us, Lord God, and to yield to your will in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. This has been Cara and Catherine, and you've listened to another episode of For Church Girls Only.
0: Make sure to follow us at For Church Girls Only on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, and Church Girls Only on Twitter.